He thinks you wonderful, beautiful person, otherwise known as Patrick, the host of the Scream Queen's Horror Podcast. This is your friend, Flem de Gargoyle. I just was calling to say a happy sixth anniversary to this show. I can't believe that we've been doing it this long. And and during this time, you let me talk on the microphone like with three times maybe in six years that's fine maybe this is the year that i finally get to co-host the show with you every week maybe maybe well that was the first thing i wanted to tell you the happy anniversary the second thing i wanted to tell you is that i had sex with sincerity hat i know it's a hat but i had sex with it anyway and finally i hope you die in a disco inferno you big swishy blouse (laughs) Congratulations on the sixth anniversary of Scream Queens. Um, I've listened to you for a long time, and I'm really glad you're sticking around. I'll be here as long as you're here. Congratulations, man. Bye. Patrick, it's Vanessa in Brooklyn. I wanted to wish you a happy anniversary. Uh, if I didn't think I were going to laugh my ass off, I would do my best Marilyn Monroe happy birthday, Mr. President. But, yeah, really, I just don't know if I could get it through without just hysterical laughter. Um, but ultimately, I, I wanted to let you know it's all your fault. No, really, it's all your fault. And when I say that, I mean that completely lovingly. And it's your fault that I'm addicted to horror podcasts. Scream Queens was the first one that I started listening to, and it was it's the gateway drug. Ugh, that's that's good in this case, right? Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you, congratulations, and may you have many more. Bye. And welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets banned. This is episode 156, and if you have not figured it out by now, it's the 6th anniversary episode. And to celebrate, I'm going to be joined by two of my favorite returning guests, Allison Nowacki and Brian Polk, formerly of the I'm Not Here to Make Friends podcast. I hope you're not lactose intolerant because this episode is serving up extra cheese. We're going to be looking at the 1986 film, for want of a better word, Evil Laugh. And oh, what fun we have in store for you this time. So sit back, 
relax. Rub yourself really slow because it turns girls on, apparently. And get ready for a super long episode chock full of fun. Yay! Son of a inferior. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Join Sparkle City Phil and the Sarge for Cinema Inferior. We only review the best horror and sci-fi movies. It puts the B in B-movie, that's for sure. As a result, we take the show seriously, and our approach is very sober. Yeah, I was thinking about playing 9 from Outer Space, man. I had to crack a Coors Light on that one. We appreciate our audience and respect your input. You know what? I'm sorry, but you're all wrong, and you should burn in hell. And in return, we bask in the adulation of our adoring fans. You know what? Fuck your podcast. <laughs> so join us bi-weekly for the show. Hurry home. And don't forget the plot giveaway. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. So hey, welcome back everybody. It's great to be sitting here with you again. And if you are new, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick, and I'm going to be your host for the next, well, two plus hours as I take a look at the wild and weird and wonderful world of horror movies, but as seen through my gay little eyes. So when you look through my gay little eyes, you're going to see your favorite and least favorite movies in a whole new fabulous way. And I want to give a special thanks to all the people who called in that you heard at the beginning of the show. Uh, Thanks to Trey, uh, listener Trey Dean, and Kristen, and Dan, from the Mute Witness episode, and listener Vanessa. Thank you. That was also very sweet of you. And also, Flem, you co-hosting... Maybe you should co-host the show. Daddy can't speak. You co-host... I can't talk, Flem. Look, we had an agreement. You do bumpers, intros, outros. I let you host a show once a year. We know when you pretend to kill me. You know, maybe if you didn't try to kill me so often, I'd let you on the show more often. But, you know, you do, so I don't. And there we are. That's just the way it is. Deal with it. Go poop in your own mouth for a change. Burn. So, what's been going on at Scream Queen's headquarters since last we chatted? Well, uh, well, quite a bit, actually. I'm starting rehearsals again for the Underpants Godot, which is the play I did last summer, which has been brought back for a full run. So that's very exciting. That's going to be starting the end of September, and be sure to get ready for lots of pimp-outs for that. And hey, get your tickets now, so you can see me naked. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's one of those kind of plays, you know. Nudity, foul language, and full frontal literary criticism. What? Anyway, we'll talk more about that in another time. What else has been going on? Well, the big event was that I had relatives from Ireland visiting for a while. Not so much with me, but they were in Manhattan, and then they stayed out with my parents for a while. And for those of you who've been listening for a while, you might remember when I chronicled my trip to London and Dublin and then the Galway area, I guess two summers ago, and there was that particular story about how I got abandoned at a house in the middle of nowhere and then wound up at a bonfire in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere being accosted by an extremely drunk man in a tractor and, you know, all kinds of unspeakable, wonder- unspeakable wonderful things had happened. Well, you might remember that it is my cousin Jimmy who was my host during that final week of my trip. And he was the one who instigated that whole drunken, debaucherous, 
really amazingly weird episode. Well, not that it was a show, but it was an episode. Shut up. You know what I'm talking about. Well, anyway, he's here with his family and his two kids. And I, man, I'm busy. I got all this kind of stuff to do. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can take the kids off his hand for a night, which I did. So I took Dara, his son Dara, and his daughter Kara to see Avenue Q, which is still running and still, well, it's not quite as fabulous as it was on Broadway, but it's still great that it's there because those are important life lessons that we all need to know. And they don't teach you. Nobody teaches that shit. Well, now I educated them. Ha, and I told them, do not take, do not tell your parents I took you to a show where they had full-on puppet sex happening. But I did. Ha. Yeah, so the whole thing was actually kind of tainted because I was planning on taking them for a full day. I was planning on maybe taking them, as, as in addition to the theater, to one of those escape the room games like I went to on my birthday with my niece and her boyfriend and a whole bunch of other people, or maybe to see Accomplice. Now, I've talked about Accomplice a long time. That's that whole kind of mystery game that happens on the streets, and you run around, and it's all puzzles, and it's just crazy, and it's fun. You get threatened by mafia people, and it's all very great and sexy, and it's a great way to see New York without taking a boring-ass tour. I figure they're going to be going to all the boring sites and just sitting around with relatives and listening to relatives talk about who's dead, who's dying, you know, like my family does. Very death-obsessed family, but I guess that's an Irish thing. That was the plan. And I had told Jimmy that months ago. And I said, I'm going to do this on Monday. And then all of a sudden, I got word that my day was being usurped by my nephew. Oh, yeah. We've talked about him before. This is the nephew that has a book that he wrote that you can buy on Amazon in which he details murdering the rest of his family by name in order to get my father's inheritance. Yeah, he ain't right. He's not right. So, I all of a sudden had to approach this whole thing with kid gloves. I'm like, all right, well, I didn't buy tickets for these other things. I did get tickets to the theater. I said, just give them to me for the night. Bring me the children for the night. (laughs) And I said, this kid's going to try to fuck this up. Because that's what he does. And he did. I got a note from him, uh, uh, an email the day before, detailing how he was going to screw up the whole trip for my parents, ruin it so badly so that they'll never talk to that old bitch again, referring to my mother. This, this family belongs to him. They're his family, not our family, because he used to visit them in Ireland all the time, and he went to school in Scotland, so apparently they're his. And it was really quite deranged, but not an unusual thing. For my nephew. So I said, okay, I'll give you the day. But I knew he was still going to try to screw things up. I told him the wrong time that the play started. I said, it starts at 7. Get them there by 7, knowing damn well he's going to have them out touring in his Jaguar or some bullshit. The kid's never had a job in his life. Owns a Jaguar. I don't know where the money's coming from, but it's coming from somewhere. And I know he's not a hooker. Because, ew. He's, he's, he's not a male escort, because, ew. <laughs> I just remember the time I saw some lesbian on the street yelling at her girlfriend. I'm like, wow, that angry lesbian is dressed like my nephew. <laughs> I'm sorry, my nephew. And he 
did. They didn't show up until 10 to 8, which is quite a bit later. He planned to have them miss the start of the show, and I made sure I took them to a theater that had several things playing at it. It's a theater that's kind of... It used to be a multiplex, and it is now, but with off-Broadway theaters. You don't really give a shit. Anyway, they got there. The show was great. We had a good time. I went out to see them on Long Island at my sister's beach club because, you know, you know my sister, the crazy one, crazy Jesus girl. Yeah, well, that was not a lot of story there this time, but... Everything came to a really shitty close. I went out another night, you know, to say goodbye to everybody, and we went out to dinner. And afterwards, Jimmy, my cousin Jimmy, not my nephew. He's like, oh, I hope we do get some time together, just you and I, so we can sit and have some drink like we did at the bonfire. I'm like, yeah, all right. So we did. After dinner, we went to a local pub. We were hanging out, having some drinks. And after about an hour, my dad just showed up and was like, you need to go home. That was the intro line. I said, I'm sorry. He's like, yeah, you need to come back to the apartment. You're spending the night. No, I can't spend the night. I'm catching the train. And by the way, it's 930. It's not two in the morning. It's 930. And all of a sudden, it was like I was 14 again. And when pressed why, he had decided that I had had too much to drink, which I hadn't. I know I've had too much to drink, and I did not show, and I was not, well, never mind. He had decided I had too much to drink. Whether I did or I didn't is really not the point, but he interrupted this whole evening because I don't know how he knew I had too much to drink. He just showed up. He's like, well, I just know how you get when you drink, and you start acting that way. This made my eyebrow go up, and I said, what way? He's like, you know. No, I don't know. And he just made a whole lot of dancing around the subject kind of answers to say that apparently I get too gay when I'm drunk. Actually, I'm too gay when I'm not drunk. It's just that I'm not sucking dick in front of you, Dad. Not now, just now. But, you know. And so I left in a huff. You know, the train station was right there and just said, I'm taking my bag and I'm going home. Fuck you, old man. Nice to see you guys. Sorry it ended this way. This is some bullshit. I don't know what prompted any of this. And when I left, I said, you would not have done this to my nephew. Because for some reason, no matter how badly he treats the family, no matter how badly he abuses my mother in front of him, no matter how much he conspires against my father, takes his money and blows it on useless things, my dad still thinks he's the greatest kid on the face of the planet and thinks we're all crazy. Which is why I guess we're all going to get murdered. By my nephew. So that's what happened. Okay, so I saw some stuff in the movies. Nothing horror. Actually, the only thing I saw in the movies was Sausage Party. Which I was reluctant to see. I said, eh, it'll be okay. It'll be fun. And for a while, I'm just like, ooh, wow, cartoons are saying fucking cunt a lot okay oh look that hot dog has a vagina i mean the hot dog bun has two vaginas actually when it, but it actually turned out to be very funny and i have to say the last 10 minutes the big finale of it was the most obscene thing i have ever seen so much that i thought it was so dirty that i thought perhaps somebody had slipped acid into my popcorn bradford yeah i went to the movies with bradford went to see with mr brad so it was fun and i recommend it it's worth seeing in the theater if you like really well done, coarse, crude humor with talking wieners. And really, well, I, don't, I wouldn't like a talking wiener. I don't need you talking. What are you doing? Stop that. Ugh. Ugh. Why are you doing? Ew. 
You putting me where? Ew, no, I don't need any of that. No, I take that entire thing back. Now, we've got a super long episode coming up for you today because it's the anniversary show and because I fucking felt like it. I had two great guests who, you know, who are extremely entertaining. And like I said, it's my anniversary. Well, it's sort of my anniversary. Those of you who listened last time will remember that I forgot my own anniversary for the show. It's the end of July, and I forget every year. So it's my one year, one, uh, it's my six year, one month episode. And I think an anniversary falling on the 13th month of the whole thing is just, just more horror related. And by the way, Scream Queens rule number three a queen has the right <laughs> to get the facts wrong and cover his ass no matter in any way possible. Whatever. What am I saying? I don't know. Anyway, let's get ready and talk about Evil Lab. And we are going to listen to some of the fantastic pop music composed. Specifically for the movie, man, you're going to want to buy this single because you won't be able to stop dancing or having seizures. I don't know. Stop talking, Patrick, and let's dance. sixth anniversary episode of two of my favorite people on the entire planet. Well, they almost need no introduction. They are the former Lund Fontaines of the reality show podcasting community until they abandoned us all. They're dirty show faders. I love these pieces. Here they are. It's Allison and Brian. A-L-L-I. I said A-L-L-I. I said B. Y-A-N. I said B. Y-A-N. I said I am not here to make friends. I said I am not here to make friends. A dildos to the left, skanks to the right. Allison and Brian are on tonight. Yay, team! Yay! Thanks for having us back, Patrick. I yeah. cannot have you back. You guys are an addiction. <laughs> we we miss you. We miss your little love notes you used to send us. When we had a podcast. I still send you love notes. <laughs> oh, that's true. I'm going to tell everybody. So, we need to know what happened. You guys were, I'm not here, my friends was there, and then it was just gone. Uh, Allison didn't want to do it anymore. The absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? <laughs> yeah, mid-season. <laughs> mid-season of Big Brother. Thanks a lot. No, just like, we're we, done. We finished, we finished uh, Big Brother last year, and then that was it. Did you? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you? Yes. Okay. 
We officially On did. the RSS feed. If you're looking at the website, no, we never put the last episode up there. Oh, then I guess. <laughs> but, if, but if you subscribe and it's, it's on I iTunes. Did, and everything, oh, yeah. I, did, I don't use iTunes. I use Stitcher, so maybe I never got it. Uh, well, it should be on the RSS. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back and listen to what you talked about last year. I don't even remember yeah. what happened last year. And, like, big loss, because this year on Big Brother has been such a suck fest anyway. Yeah, so you are still cool. watching, because I've seen no posts from you about anything. Okay, sorry, guys. we got to talk about Big Brother for at least five minutes. <laughs> Sorry, that's just the way this podcast rolls. Oh my god, this season is the worst. It's so boring. It's the, the most boring only, season in the history of everything. The literal only interesting thing is to watch Paul not know the game at all, misunderstand it, slowly learn it, and start to get good at it. It's like I, watching I actually baby don't deer like Paul learn a lot. to walk. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It's like watching a baby beer, deer learn to walk. Exactly right, Allison. It, it, that has been the only interesting thing about a this really season. really annoying baby deer learn to walk. <laughs> Yes, and got less annoying. She was working my nerves for a while. And don't talk bad about your boy. Seriously. I'm not talking about your boy. I'm talking about man. I'm talking about the man whose chest tattoo just looks like a field of black. I don't understand it. If you notice, too, his his areola is tattooed on that one side, too. It freaks me out. Are they? Because I've noticed how pink and perky they are. They just point. They just pop out. I guess yeah. maybe that's what you do. You, you tattoo your entire chest black. And your nipples pop. <laughs> it's like an eagle with a snake. a snake. But it's really weirdly done. It's, I've never seen a chess piece that's just like huge one like huge yeah. like blown up picture. Uh-huh. And and I think maybe he had something else, like a lot of different tattoos that weren't that good, and he got one massive chess piece to help cover some That's of really them. not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wonder what his, like, his, he lives at home with his mom. So, like, yep. how do you tell your mom, like, look at this, mom? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Something tells uh-huh. me he got lots of appreciation, you know? Everything mm-hmm. was great with Polly. Oh, Paul, no. Paul, 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 Paul. The pee-pee. Yeah. The pee-pee. I'm glad we don't have to hear pee-pee anymore. <laughs> but I miss not being able to make pee-pee town references. Oh, yeah, that. that's true. It really was pee-pee town. It was we pee-pee had pee-pee town. town for and, sure. You know, it was kind of worth it just to hear Julie, Julie Chan say pee-pee. pee-pee. But she put that long pause in between the two she pieces. She did put those long pauses <laughs> in there. No, I want to say pee-pee. That's because the, the, the program that runs in her head just was not computing. The Chen bot thing <laughs> was like, no, no, we can't. No, this, this is clearly an error. <laughs> See, I'm a fancy lady. I'm not going to say pee-pee. Yeah, I'm national. a fancy lady in my nude illusion dress. <laughs> <laughs> That was my favorite. That was my favorite. It wasn't. I mean, I hate to say something racial, but it wasn't even the right illusion. <laughs> it was totally the wrong skin tone. <laughs> Why do they hate her? Why? Who? What fact did she piss off on her costuming staff? I mean, it's not like her husband's like president of the network or yeah. right? every I mean, every geez. week. It's like, hey, Julie, the '90s called. <laughs> I think you you had a big problem when she was wearing that choker that one day. You're like, why the hell is she wearing a choker necklace? Well, I thought I thought that she was on Slashers. Oh, oh, we were talking about that movie because after we watched Steve laugh, we're like, man, what what I could give for a Slashers right now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. I have these other these other soon to be married guests who are also delightful people, Uh, Kristen and and. Her boyfriend, whose name just totally fell out of my head. Sorry. Dan. Dan. <laughs> Kristen and Dan. They were like, every time we come on, we want to watch something really shitty, and you wind up giving us something amazing. And then oh, I'm like, see? you guys are like the opposite of Allison and Brian. I unintentionally do <laughs> things that are absolutely hideous. Although Slashes wasn't bad. Slashes was fun. 
No, Slashers was Slashers good. Slashers was fine, and the other one was relevant because it had reality stars. I mean, Slashers was relevant, too, because it was reality-based. I don't know where you got the idea to make us watch Evil Laugh, you Because you're not reality-based anymore, and I knew it was a trashy 80s movie, and I heard that it was hilariously bad, and I figured, oh. let's go. We had such a good time watching this, but instead of Evil Laugh, I think it just should have been called, wait, wait, what? Yeah. Because every five seconds I would go, wait, wait, what? And then I would pause it and oh, then ask and a question. And also, there was a lot of waiting for anything to happen. And then a lot of what, 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 wait, what? happened all at once. Yeah. Yes, there's, there's a, there was a lot of waiting because they're like, we're going to set up jokes. <laughs> we're set up sitcom jokes that are really poorly executed and not funny at all. But, hey, we are way ahead of ourselves. So, you guys... What? Since there is no trailer, because as I said, when you guys, when when you, the listening audience, were not here yet, I said apparently these guys weren't proud of their work or something. They didn't want to advertise it. I don't know. I can't find a trailer for it anyway. So, would you guys? What is the plot of this evil laugh? But wait, before you do, I just have to say that in in tribute to uh, what, what was it called? Just one more. You're All right, a- just one. Oh, yeah. all right, just one. Yeah. All right, just one. Uh, during this podcast, I will be. Drinking. Oh! You're stealing my gimmick, kid. <laughs> no, I'm no, because you guys surprised me last time during <laughs> Slashers. I didn't have booze, so I felt left out. I'm sorry, and now we're totally straight. Yeah. Oh my like, god, it's like the gift of the magi. We are 100% sober. <laughs> I stole my hair. <laughs> but I got you these combs. Oh no. I got you nothing. I hate you both. <laughs> I'd like you a fob. You can stick it up your ass. It's an ass <laughs> so I am drinking oh. Red's Wicked Ale. Excellent. Nice. Good choice. Good Apple choice. Apple Ale, not that stupid mango crap. I mean, I could run and get us drinks real quick. I don't know. We do have some, some Krabby's alcoholic ginger beer. We can wait. Right, I'll go, go get it. You talk to Patrick. Okay. okay. Hi, Allison. So we're finally alone. God, that Brian guy. I hope he doesn't find out about us. <laughs> okay, Allison, I was on the subway yesterday, yeah. and there was yeah. a girl who reminded me of you, and the fact that it Ooh. wasn't you was making me really annoyed at her. <laughs> she was very attractive, I'm sure. She was very attractive, but she had your glasses and a similar haircut, so therefore it was you. Oh, but she was like six feet tall. But aside from that, like there was nothing about her. But I'm like, you're wearing Allison glasses and you have a haircut, and that's really stupid. You're you a stupid bitch. Allison. You're a stupid bitch. <laughs> Hashtag fake Allison is stupid. <laughs> I think this is a, a non-twist, baby. Uh, so while oh. we're waiting, are you guys are closing on a house? I heard. Mm, it, everything fell out. It was terrible. I don't know about your vagina. I'm talking about. I'm talking about real estate right now. <laughs> Too. That fell out too. My pelvic right floor. <laughs> floor. All right, here we go. Ready? Oh, poop. I made a mess. You did make a mess. I put well, my pelvic floor kicked in again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poop. There, there we go. go. And there's no pooping on my podcast. No pooping in the podcast. It is the podcast, not the poopcast. Everything is about pooping. <laughs> it is, it's really, it really is. It makes the work around. What are you doing? Pooping? What you doing? Pooping? <laughs> Eat chocolate? All right, everybody. Ready? So, Allison, you Cheersing, have a crabby cheers. 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 All right. I'm and clinking I gotta... myself because I'm, I'm clinking Smoochie. <laughs> there you go. Smoochie got about to beat the shit out of her tail. Okay, she's going to act up. <laughs> Kitty. Uh-huh. Look, I'm doing something fun. Look, I'm doing something fun. Look, Kitty, I'm doing something. God damn. <laughs> okay, while I'm dealing with this, why don't you tell us the plot 
of Evil Laugh. 30 seconds or less, and go. 30 seconds or less, Me- Med students go to a house that w- had mur- murder house. They go to murder house <laughs> and the less get murdered. Murder house. <laughs> and uh, they're killed by uh, a luchador. <laughs> Uh, I think is that That's yeah. It. yeah yeah yeah, yeah that pretty much is is the basic <laughs> basic basic ass plot. Think, think we nailed it. <laughs> okay, so this movie is from 1986, and it is like the ultimate 1986 thing that ever happened in 1986. Oh my god, yes. So no, what what's does this, I don't even know where to start. I mean, well, we'll start if with we the plot. Start- Right at the beginning, the movie just starts. Like, there's nothing. There's no preamble. There's no getting you into it. All of a sudden, it's just like... Preamble? You know, like, nothing like getting... Like, like right away... We the uh, people of the cast of Evil Laugh. <laughs> there's... there's the by declare. God damn it, Patrick. Shut uh, up. Right away, we have the kid trying to deliver food to the house and the real estate agent. Like, right away. Just like... And talking to each other. It's like, what is going on? There's, uh-huh. like... Like, there's barely an establishing shot of the house. It's just like, boom, front door. This is what we're doing. And, yeah, and also the birds in the mix are way too loud. And you can barely hear the dialogue over the bird. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I thought this was, like, some weird bird movie. Birdemic. (laughs) Is this birdemic? (laughs) Not evil chirp. Evil chirp. (laughs) So I couldn't hear what was going on. But what I gathered was that... Some medical student who the real estate agent is already calling doctor, which is like false advertising, kind of. And you called a poor man's Phil Collins. He looked like a poor man's Phil Collins. Oh, I call him Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. That's a good one, too. Uh Uh-huh. And so he comes in and he's like, oh, we're going to – I might buy this house. Well, he he didn't even say much of anything before he was (laughs) – Killed. Suddenly killed out of nowhere, but then the grocery boy comes. Well, the that's grocery like boy the, was already there because he yeah. had to complain about the lack of organ meats, which apparently kids are going crazy for today. Monkey brains and, and liver, liver yep. and and heart. Who is like ah monkey brains? Like it, it was 1986. Indiana Jones: The Temple of Doom had just happened. And so everybody, there was a huge monkey brains craze. It, absolutely, there was a huge craze in Southern California. <laughs> You don't know because you're in Chicago. I, yeah, we did not know. And we were still in single digit for our ages. True. Oh, shut true. up. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, those people get killed just, like, instantly. Yeah. And, and then it's, like, evil laugh. And No, the real estate agent does not get killed. The real estate, no, but the grocery boy and doctor, not doctor, totally yeah. get killed. And totally, just, totally killed. My favorite scene might be when the. The real estate agent just takes that for sale sign that also says stay out and he just takes it runs and away. he just runs away. Like it's like some kind of like Tim and Eric sketch or something. It's just like, I is that what it said? Cause I couldn't read it. Yeah. We, it said we for lease. If it said for lease or for sale, I thought it said for sale. She thought it said for, for lease. lease. Well, whatever no it said, I, know, I meant what, what somebody had written over it. I'm like, good job. Cause they didn't establish what was written on it. I'm like, I don't know what it said. It could have said blowjobs here. I don't know. <laughs> For sale, free blowjobs. <laughs> that wouldn't keep anyone out. <laughs> Not. Well, it depends who's giving them, honey. Yeah, well, yeah. 
And then they're like, when they're killing, there's like this really evil laugh. And I'm like, oh, I get it. This is going to be like a Dr. Giggles situation. From previous podcasts, you know I love me some Dr. Giggles situations. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> you know I love it. And I thought, all right, this is great. You only hear this thing laugh like one other time throughout the whole movie. You hear it a couple of times, but it's not really that evil. And it's not much of a laugh. It's more of a, it's more of a, what was that dog? Cartoon, uh, Motley? Yeah, Motley, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the really horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just like, I don't. Really why is this called? No, he was a dog. Yeah, yeah he's not, a dog. With with the horse laugh. I know. No, that's a Winnie. Yeah. A Winnie. <laughs> that's a Winnie of a joke. That's it. This is why we quit. <laughs> Can't stand this. Oh my gosh. This, this is why I gave up podcasting. <laughs> the migraines uh, are back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Allison really liked the bitch in eighties. Uh, Team pop rock song. It's my ringtone now. Oh my god! I'm overworked. <laughs> I'm jumping in a pool. Something cleaning montage. Like that's my jam. The the pop music, the fake pop music in this is amazingly awful. It's so amazing! It's so great. What are you talking about? It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's well, awesome. she's amazing because she's got vibrato and shit. I'm like, what? What? What's happening? <laughs> it's pop music. There's no vibrato in pop. Take it down. It's my, it's, it's, my alarm. <laughs> it's my alarm clock ringtone. I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, I'm going to go brush my teeth. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I thought it was the CM Punk theme song. Oh. It's, it's that too. We don't have time for a CM Punk rant though, Brian. Oh, that's true. Yeah. This is not. And this the is weird not. thing about this movie, I don't know what it was. It felt like TV. It did. It felt like something that was made as a sitcom, but like, because everybody felt like they were sitcom actors. Mm-hmm. Well, did it get a theatrical release, or like no, was this a everything TV did in 1986? That's true. That's true. You could shit on celluloid, and they'd be like, "Brilliant, run it, run it, run it, <laughs> run it up." Call up Grauman's. Let's run this thing. <laughs> and I don't mean oh. film somebody taking shit. You guys should just shit on a roll of celluloid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how meta is that? It's fi- it's you film somebody. Pooping, and then you poop on the film of somebody pooping, and you show it as a double feature. With you charge twice well, the film of pooping onto the film, and then you show the film that's been pooped on, and you put it in theater number two. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what theater it is, it's in theater number two. <laughs> theater number two, guys. It's automatically theater number two. Okay. You got to write that. I love about these contract. medical students too is that these medical students like. Half of them are age appropriate. The other half are like collecting AARP. They're fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, tell- like thirties, forties. Sometimes as these kids, but these people are old. They're legit fifty. Well, what was so weird is it took them forever to establish that they were med students. So I we're thought like, they were high school. Yeah, students. like are they supposed to be like seniors in high school? Are they in college? How that we? They're all playing younger than they are. Mm-hmm. But how much? <laughs> and yeah, because. Looked super old. There's something about this movie. It felt like it didn't get cast. It felt like a bunch of friends made it. Yes. Yes, it did. Like, until we saw, like, Baby Scott Bayo, like, I was just like, no. Oh, yes. We need to to take a moment for this. This has to have been real, which makes makes it all the more sad. Because this movie stars Stephen Bayo, cousin two. Oh, oh cousin. cousin too. I know. I thought it was his brother. It turns out, according to a, uh, I am according to AARP, 
It's <laughs> AARP, but I really meant AARP. According to AARP, it's his cousin. Wow, they look a lot alike for cousins. Uh, well, you know. Kissing cousins. Ooh. Ooh. Gross. And, and, well, and it's really kind of sad when all the talent in the family went to Scott Bale. This <laughs> <laughs> uh. guy's not good and he ugly. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not gonna lie though. And he like acting, he like he's like 68 years old. <laughs> yeah, the acting didn't bother me as much as the terrible, terrible storytelling and plot. Mm. Yeah, we got halfway through the movie before I think we got all the character names. Yeah, because they would just ref- talk to each other without saying no like exposition of yeah. who is called what. And there so, were just so was, many moments. It mentioned characters' names, and when that it was when that character wasn't around. Yeah. yeah. So you have no point of reference. But it was one of those things to make them young. Everybody's name ended in Y. Johnny, Barney, Carney. I did not notice that. It's totally true, though. Betty. Oh, my gosh. Tina and Mark thrown in. I don't know who Mark. Tina and Mark. Can can we talk about when uh, uh, Baby Bale went, like, hiked a half a mile to take a piss? And then he just peed on people? Yeah, okay. Well, first, As if he didn't see the people like, sitting right in front of him? Very long, there's a very, it takes them forever to actually get to this house that they're supposed to be fixing up, which I don't understand. If you haven't bought the house, yes! why are you fixing it up? Why are you fixing it up before you... He wants to buy it, so we're fixing it up. And these friends are way into it. Like, they're making signs for, like, this place. <laughs> Painting a sign. What? What are you doing? Yes, because the whole thing is this place used to be um, uh, a foster home. Yes. yes. And there all these murders happened 10 years ago. And now they want to fix it up. And since they're medical students, this one guy, the Draco Malfoy guy who got, already got killed... Um, he wants to reopen it as a foster home again. Right. Because he's going to be a pediatrician. Because he's going to be a pediatrician. he loves kids. He does love kids. With his girlfriend, and all his friends are going to run it, because that's, that's how we're foster homes work, I guess. Despite the <laughs> fact that we're all in radically different fields. <laughs> yeah. And, and all you need to do is, like, be a pediatrician and buy a house. That's all you need to do to make a foster home in America in 1986. Huh. <laughs> Seems legit. The, uh, by a house in uh, Glendale. Because that's yeah. where I think all the establishing shots oh, yeah. were from, is like totally. Glendale. That means nothing to me. But I just don't know where they live. Do they live in like San Diego? Driving I don't know. Up I guess there? they live wherever their medical school is. Two, two hours away? Because yeah. I think they said it was a two to three hour drive, right? I, I like know. to think that this place doesn't really exist and it's just in a snow globe. <laughs> This magical oh, place. Did you just say elsewhere us, Allison? <laughs> oh, shit. She's saying so elsewhere. So they're studying. They're all interning at saying elsewhere. Is what you're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Junior. Yeah, I buy it. That Much better storyline. Uh-huh. And there's also a cat. And there's also a cat. So there's so many moments in this movie that, again, the, the storylines and the plot points are really what bothers me. Like, they're changing a spare tire because, again, they're not at the freaking house yet. They're changing no, this everybody spare Everybody has tire. car problems. Everybody yeah. has car problems. Everybody, like, all the characters know? have a scene where they're parked on the side of the highway bitching about something. Yup. And they go, well, this is why you pack a spare, man. You didn't pack a spare, but yet they're changing a tire. Yeah, what did they put on if they did not pack a spare? <laughs> I don't understand these people. And then the, then the, the, doctors, then the they, girls. They, they, use, they use doctor things. I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> they, just, they just hire a guy. <laughs> the, <laughs> the scene that got cut was when, like, AAA came and replaced their tire. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but then the girls drive up, and it's their turn to have They're side of the jeep, road trouble. Yeah. And they have this red jeep. And the girl that is driving instantly, I hated because she had no tits whatsoever. <laughs> and we all know in a horror movie, I judge it 
by tits. And, and you know what? That was, was the other thing. Is the other it. thing. When the other thing when I was picking out the movie, I'm like, I need something with tits. So I had to look to see if there was nudity. <laughs> In the IMDb review, I'm like, is there nudity? Yes. Are there breasts? Now, now she'll be happy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I hope they're not deformed like the last movie. <laughs> like they just weren't there. They were non-existent. She was what? She was wearing like her shirt was flat. Con- yeah, Connie. Connie had no tit. Connie had no, no tit. I'm, I'm talking about Tina. When you actually get well, the tit, yeah, yeah but Tina. Ahead of herself. Oh yeah, Tina had some. Tit. You don't get to see her. Oh, no, you get to see her. Yeah, you, can yeah, see you get to see yeah. her. Even though I think since we watched this on YouTube, I had the, I've had this before where people have like blurred over the nipples. Really? Because I was like, where are her nipples? <laughs> where are her nipples? <laughs> this is we the story. Saw this story. Nipples. I want to know. Forget all about your medical history. I don't give a shit about that. I want to know where are her, where's this girl's nipples? Where are the nipples? <laughs> Where's and then there's the two rich kids. Yeah, and they're well, dressed the same. Oh, thing for no reason. Well, right. they had to argue with their dad on a car phone. Uh huh. Uh-huh. A 1986 when they, car phone. When they cut to them, I'm like, oh my god, is this like a polo ad? <laughs> Why were they dressed the same? Except for the tie. She was wearing, she was the, wearing the tie, the though. Tie. Why? Well, because I don't. The, what? Well, she clearly wore the pants. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know anything. I don't understand anything that's happening in this movie. So. It's, it's it's okay, if we come back to the three guys, you got Mark, who is like the hot blonde. You got, uh, I don't know who's, I, I'm going to say Johnny, who is not is Scott Bale. No, no, that Barney is not Scott Bale. And you got, oh God, who's the other? Barney. Yeah, Barney. Barney. He's like the really hilarious guy who's like 55 years old. Yep. He's the jokester of the group. And they're all he's, car- he's they're poor the- man. He's poor man's Paul Simon. Yeah. That's what I called oh, him. You had poor man's Phil Collins and poor, <laughs> poor man's Paul Simon. Simon. Oh, okay, but you can call me Al. <laughs> you can call me the young Dr. Kildare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for 1986, even that was an old joke. <laughs> oh. I was just saying that Barney was like a proto Randy Meeks, you know, Jamie Kennedy from uh, Scream. Because he knew all you know, the tropes. There was a lot tropes. of things that 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 there are some meta things in here that yeah, like seem to get borrowed by Scream ten years later. Yep, we're not there yet. <laughs> Better. Okay, so we're we're it's like it's the first bunch of guys. It's the three guys that I just mentioned, and mm-hmm. now you got like these weird homoerotic thing. Yeah, because like two of them are shirtless, and okay, Mark does have a great body, and then you got Scott Bayo's cousin it's who there think, who thinks who's got a big like he's really worked out but it's weird because like his pants are always pulled up past his belly button i don't know how to cut that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like even he's like, like the, he's like 1940s in shape like hey guys <laughs> yeah, even in the pool scene later on his his like swimsuit is pulled up past his belly button <laughs> uh, okay whatever and he's got the receding hairline and shit i'm like you're really old but yeah so like this weird like was a weird homoerotic vibe going on what's happening and then he goes and pisses on the leather guy from the village people and i don't know what's happening <laughs> he takes a half mile track when he could just you're with your buddies on the side of the road you can just walk 10 feet away and piss even <laughs> allison would just squat right there <laughs> i totally would have i totally would have I like. I just. I don't know. They find the side of the road. There's not a car for miles, and you happen to pick like the five foot radius. Yeah. There's a guy giant guy piss on his face. (laughs) And he was there with his girlfriend. What were they doing? (laughs) Like waiting for someone to piss on them. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have Scott Bayo comes here all the time. <laughs> oh no, Stephen Bayo! Cousin Bayo, why? Yeah, this movie is like really. <laughs> so they, they okay, so they finally get to this house, right? And they can't find the Jerry. They can't find Jerry. Jerry, where are yeah. you, Jerry? They couldn't find Jerry. And they keep trying to, like, explain this away of, like, Jerry invited us here, but he's not here. Oh, well, he probably went to the grocery store. Oh, well, he probably went to town. Oh, well, he probably jumped on a flight to Spain. Oh, he's probably, like, it just keeps getting further and further out to the point where it's like, this is, nobody would, nobody would believe this. Like, what's going on? You know, in the era before cell phones, we believed a lot of things. Well, (laughs) then I got, I got some ice to sell you. To an Eskimo. <laughs> Ugh, I couldn't believe this. 13 minutes in, Allison thought I, she had it all we, we prefer out. to be called... I can't remember what they're called now. Forget it. Never mind. <laughs> we prefer to be called Inuit. Thank you. Inuit, yeah. Inuit or Inuit, my baby. <laughs> There's a joke for the 1910 kids. <laughs> <laughs> We're right up there with that. Dr. Kilt there. Yep, yep, yep. We're all I, over thought, the place. I, I thought I had this figured out like 13 minutes into the movie. I'm like, it's the realtor. I swear it's, it's, it's Roger Burns. It's, it's Roger Burns. Mr. Burns, who's not Mr. Burns from The Simpsons because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> that's no, that's true. true. Oh my goodness. years before. But here's the thing. Like, Draco Malfoy got killed in the kitchen mm-hmm. before any of this happened. And I immediately said, oh, I love this situation. I love when you get a killer that cleans up. <laughs> <laughs> Because and they're just, always they're always in the kitchen. People are making dinner in the kitchen, and it's never like, oh my god, the floor sticky or and nothing, nothing, nothing. And this guy got gutted. They cut out his internal organs because since he was so mad at the delivery boy that there was no organ meat, the killer thoughtfully provided the organ meat, which the kids happily ate later. But yep. how long Even did they? Behind. How long did they cook that heart for? They already had like six costume changes. You know what? Changed, I wrote that down they because like, like one, nine times. This show, this movie takes place over the course of one day, and they go through at least five or six costume changes yep. every single one of them. And they cook that heart for not like even gay, minutes. Because if they were gay, I would say yes, there'd be costume changes every two hours because like share. Of course. You got to be like that, but no, I mean, so I'm mean, like, there's this weird gay vibe going through everything. You know, everybody's like, is butt grabbing and stuff. I don't know what's happening. It's all crazy. <laughs> yeah, a lot of our uh, a lot of our notes are like, what what the hell is the status of this house for sale for lease? Did they buy it yet? Why are they fixing it up? Like just repetitively because they're they fixing it up because they needed to have the cleaning montage. <laughs> 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 that is the entire reason to watch this movie. Watching that cleaning montage, it totally made my life. The cleaning montage. music under it right now. The best part about the cleaning montage is when you find a mystery mixtape in the fireplace. That has sat there for ten years without anybody noticing, presumably. When they, yeah, and then they put it in, it's all like scary. But they couldn't hear it. They they put it in, they hit play, and immediately leave. (laughs) So we as the audience know... But they do not. They don't know. They don't know what's going on. 
Speaking of fireplaces and speaking of fire, when they tell that when fire. they, they fire. keep thinking, <laughs> they keep. 1992 joke. Thank you. Okay, we're back. <laughs> hey! Still after this movie came out. <laughs> so they finally tell, like, everyone's like, oh, they're not going to want to come if they know the story of what happened. And people keep, like, tap dancing around it. And finally they tell the story that this used to be a foster home and there were children here. And some guy named Mark. Martin. Mark, Martin, sorry, Martin, like, went crazy and killed people. He was, people. like, the groundskeeper or whatever. But he didn't kill the babies. But then he did kill the babies. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> I noticed that, too. They kill, He killed the babies, but the, he didn't kill the babies. But then, according to Tina... Connie with no 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 titty Connie <laughs> killed the babies as if he held them by their little feet, and then also the the house was on fire, but yet there is no fire damage to this house. <laughs> no, there is no indication that no anyone has lived in this house in the past ten years. And but they left all like the furniture and stuff behind, so I mean that was nice of them. It really was even, just you know, even the cribs. They didn't leave the pink and blue blankets though. No. Well, those those were eaten by the fire. Oh, okay. So he just set the blankets on fire. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah we even the backstory doesn't make any sense. Nope. Nope. We, we were still saying, yeah, Mr. Burns, he is totally the killer. Because Mr. the place Burns. was set on fire. He's an arsonist. And now his name is Burns. It's totally him. <laughs> I know. Hey, it ate his wife's pussy and she didn't like it. <laughs> Can I just say that was like the weirdest scene where he would like, he almost rapes her? But then, like, saved by the phone call, you don't get a rape in tonight. <laughs> like, I don't know how I felt about that, because, yeah, she was being a cold bitch, but finally he's like, I'm going to man up and I'm going to take what I want. I, what? I don't know. The thing is, I think it was never going to be a rape scene, because she's like, yeah, uh, okay, flaccid, let's go. Right? <laughs> my, my vagina will eat your D before that happens. Oh. And considering that I posted a, I posted a meme earlier today that your vagina's name is the name of the last movie that you saw. <laughs> My I'm... vagina's name is Florence Foster Jenkins. My vagina can't sing, but it sold out Carnegie Hall. <laughs> it had a great personality, and people are going to be talking about my vagina 70 years after I die. However, Allison was like, my vagina's name is Eva Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it changes its clothes nine times a day. Oh. <laughs> mm. And it doesn't fi- make a it fixes test. things before it buys them. <laughs> but it's got a great cleaning montage. <laughs> it's got a great. Hey, you stay for the cleaning montage. You stay for the cleaning montage with choreography. Yep. And Connie in her sweet NASA jumpsuit. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, that was where the costume change right there. She was wearing a. She was wearing. I was gonna say it was like she was cleaning a crime scene, which I guess it was. Oh. I guess she was. Whoa, you're right. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, let's just break down some of the characters that we can pick out. Okay, we see what we got. Like, yeah. They're pretty much... Okay, we got uh, we got Johnny, who's Scott Bayo's cousin. He, he's just gross. Yeah. Like, he's like the, he's one of the cute guys, but not the cutest guy. He's, he's like... not the cute... Everyone talks about him like he's the cutest guy, but I'm like, he's 68 years old. <laughs> He's he's the everyman character. He's everyman. He is then the he, everyman character. He's the one like this. Clearly, this is the start because he's one of the producers. Oh, oh okay. this makes a lot of sense now. Uh huh. Uh huh. As was Dominic Braccia, who we'll get into later. Um, I, the director. But yeah, so this is clearly a vehicle for him. Yeah, 
and, and he thought this was going to, like, make him. This was going to be his Joni Loves Chachi. Yep, this was going to be his <laughs> moment. This was going to be his moment. Uh-huh. Then you have Barney, who is your stereotypical, like, kind of geeky... He's your nerdy character. He's your nerdy friend well, again, who loves another horror thing movies. From Scream, another thing from Scream, he's your horror movie fan who predicts everything that's going to happen. Yep, so, absolutely. To the point where he's telling people, don't have sex. Uh-huh, don't have sex. Exactly. Don't have sex. Why do people keep going to Camp Crystal Lake? Why do they keep doing that? They're going to get chopped up and they keep going anyway. We don't want to be like those kids. Why do people keep on celebrating Halloween? Nothing <laughs> goes right. And you yeah. have you have the, the difference being like except ten years later, Wes Craven was then like, okay, I know how to make this funny. Yeah, and likable because it's not neither funny nor likable. <laughs> you have you have the, the not entertaining. That is the thing. This movie is not good. It's nope. not funny. It's not nope. scary. Yet it is nope. an immensely entertaining movie for all the wrong reasons. We got we got Mark, the young Dr. Kildare, your hunky guy. He's the yeah. hunk. Who can't keep his clothes on, and that's cool. Can't keep his clothes on. I was okay with it. We that. got Tina, the blonde. Yeah, six blonde pack, 1986 before six packs or six packs. True. I, I thought everybody in this movie, I thought like the gimmick of this movie, because remember when we watched that. that Airless and built, except for, for, for yeah, Barney. Except for Barney, who you don't want to see his shirt off. Um, but I thought the gimmick of this movie, remember oh, when we watched the, the reality, reality show movie? Yeah. I thought the gimmick, like, so we did all the stars are reality stars. I thought oh, this was oh, going to oh, be like oh, the porn mean, star oh, movie. Do you, do you mean the scorn that we talked about in your first episode <laughs> oh, here on Scream Queens? Yeah. Yes. yes I was hoping, because yeah, I was talking with Allison when we were away, Brian, that you guys like were closing on the house. I was like, I was going to say, how do you be closing on the house? But she told me it wasn't happening. I was like, well, I really hope it's not haunted by the ghost of somebody who hates cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> Don't any lava lamps. Just no, no lava, lava lamps. lamps. No, no naughty fair play. None of that. No little pools out front for people to drown in. <laughs> no sheets. Oh. We're going to have no sheets. No sheets. There's a no sheets rule in our house. Um, that was an amazing, amazing yeah. movie. Uh, then our, the, our other characters are uh, the... The Richie Ruse. The Richie Ruse, a guy and a girl. guy and a girl. I forget their names. Uh, yeah, that is Sammy and Betty. Yes. Yeah. And everybody hates them, but they show up anyway. Because like, Jerry was good friends with with Sammy. Well, no, Jerry Jerry's dead. Jerry, he doesn't. I know Jerry's anything. dead now. Jerry's friends with everybody, but apparently he's also gay. But he's not. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> and then I forget he said that like <laughs> Jerry's gay. I'm like, oh wait, there's a subplot happening, but no, he's not gay. He's just dead. I don't know what's happening. He looked gay because he looked like Draco Malfoy, but whatever. I I don't know what's happening. <sighs> Then there was the, the cheerleader that had pigtails, and I yeah. kind of got no tits. <laughs> yes, Miss No Tits. Miss No Tits, who, who was dating Jerry. She yeah. was dating they're Jerry. They were going to be engaged. engaged. They were engaged. Yeah, they were going together, yeah, engaged. She was but they, married to a gay man who's dead. <laughs> they had barely been engaged for a while then, because she had broke up with, what, Mark? 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 One of them. She had only broke up with one of them nine months prior. Uh, I didn't catch that little detail. I did. Uh, like, this plot is deep. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And Tina, Nothing happens, and then they drop like a bullet. There's a weird sex thing happening there, so she's not with him anymore, so her and Har- Mark are always about to hook up. Remember when you almost let me have you in the x-ray room? That is one of my favorite lines ever. I really just want someone to come up to me and just be like, 
remember when you almost let me have you in the x-ray room? I would just be like, panties drop! <laughs> I don't know why, but that sense, I was like, that guy's got game! Okay, okay so you need, to, you need to be with her every time she goes for like any kind of medical test. Right? She's never going to the doctor alone. <laughs> never. Not anymore. Ugh. Not to an x-ray technician, at least. Yeah, except, if it, jo- like- except, except if it was Scott Baio's cousin, then you'd be like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. Nice to see you, Johnny. I'm out of here. Have fun. <laughs> Simmer down, Grandpa. <laughs> Simmer down. Put Don't blow in. out a hip. Put teeth in. <laughs> Don't blow out a hip. So they find. So they have a dinner at one point, and they're eating Jerry's heart. We've been waiting for this moment for like half the movie because we yeah. know, because, as the audience, it's Jerry's heart, and they've been yeah. cooking it for a million years. Because Bob is a gourmet chef, apparently, so he can cook things like organ meat and liver and testicles, which I'm assuming were all Draco Malfoy's. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, I know I have not myself had Rocky Mountain oysters, but I know what they are. How in the world could you mistake those for goddamn potatoes? I can't. You nope. cannot. I don't know. I don't, I'm like, they're the worst medical students. They're not being able to say this is a human heart. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and how does there one- is a big difference between a cow heart or a pig heart and a human heart. And how does one heart feed like eight people? And then they're like, pass the potatoes. I didn't because make love. potatoes. Because love, Allison. Because <laughs> so Jacob Alford's heart was big enough to feed all of them. <laughs> well, it didn't grow three, three times bigger. Three times and that break day. that little measuring device. Yeah. Uh-huh. We saw the foster kids. <laughs> we, we saw the foster kids' heart grew. But I didn't, okay, so I, like, I really wanted there to be like a payoff moment there. But there really wasn't. There was just kind of like in-bickering and talk about potatoes yeah, I don't at know. no point, at no point, I don't think, did they ever figure out no. that they ate one of their friends. Nope. nope. To this day, they don't know. Which to this like day. They're all dead, but whatever. <laughs> and then there's that weird plot that comes up with the fat cop. Chief Cash! I had to add all these other characters just to up the body count, to show that the killer is not fooling around and to pad out the goddamn running time because these kids are taking forever to die. How, so, okay, so answer me this. So the cop shows up, and oh, they're like... You mean Chief ADR? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. His voice was so not his. Nope. Oh, not at all. But not what was the point? Like... What was his plot? So he comes up, and he asks a couple of questions about the house and what they're doing there, and then he goes back to because the car. He's looking, he's looking for the missing grocery boy. Right. He's looking yeah. for the grocery boy. Grocery boy who is so nonplussed about having his face drilled off. I know. I really was like, right this through is the great. neck, just like yeah. Kevin Bacon. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, don't do that. Hey, hey, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? Because this is one of those things that's like one of those weird things where I'm like, why is everybody from Brooklyn? <laughs> and I, 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 I trace it all back to Chachi. I'm like, what, what is this kid doing in Milwaukee? <laughs> Laverne, where did you come from? You're not from Milwaukee. Where did you get <laughs> What are you doing here? What's happening? What is going on? It has a weird 70s TV vibe, this whole thing. It does. It does. Except with titties and boobs and no cursing. Not a lot of cursing. Not a lot. No, you're right. Not a lot of cursing at all. But let's talk about this cop more because I really want someone to explain to me. So the cop is looking for the grocery boy. He goes to to the house and he's like, hey, I'm looking for this grocery boy. And they're like, we have no idea what you're talking about. So he he goes, all right, but don't let this place scare you. All those foster kids died. Have a good night. And he goes back to the car. I'm sorry. Can you you say that with your mouth moving? But Brian saying those words. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's more like how it came <laughs> And so he goes back to the car and he radios someone and he goes, oh, the medical students, they're just having a good time. They don't know anything about no grocery boy. How did they know that they were medical students? And then he was just radioing some guy in the bushes? Yeah, I'm what? more confused about the goober that works apparently for the local the police. The goober in the bushes. Yes. Why was he in the bushes? And what was he doing? And he's not—he's not actually like a sheriff or a deputy yet. He was he's supposed like, to be keeping surveillance on the house just to make sure that nothing happens. Did I just lose you guys? Makes no <laughs> sense. Oh, I, just I, mean, shot, I shot you into silence. Story, with my story-wise, it—we we all got lost. Wait, are they? <laughs> wait. Does he just like live in the bushes just to watch yes. the house all he the lives time? In the bushes. He's a bushman. <laughs> which bush which man. is going to come up? Which is go? This is going to be very important later on. But just remember, he's a bushman. We'll come back to that later. Bushman, but they died too. Of course, yeah. it's, it's just upping the body count. You know, it's, yeah, and see, padding the running time. They got introduced and killed. Uh huh. Oh, and, and don't forget, right around here is where we get a shot back to the to the real estate agent driving to the house, listening to the William Tell over. Oh, that was so great. <laughs> that was great. He was jamming to that shit. He was jamming. After not raping his wife, he has to get called back to the house because there's no hot water. And you see rich guy, rich kid, Sammy, needed to take a hot shower before he boned his girlfriend. <laughs> he yeah. did. He did. And as you <laughs> said, we're rich. We don't ask for things. We ask <laughs> them. Uh, that was so terrible. I just want to point out, before we spoiler the fuck out of it, how long it took from phone call to the real estate agent to when he got there. It did take a long time. Maybe, and, well, you know, it takes a long time to drive to a slow snow globe. <laughs> that is, come on, it's a huge snow globe. I'm just talking about a timing issue that, that will... Wait, it's already 10.30. It was 10.30 when that kid called. <laughs> it's too late for him to be coming to fix the water system. Come on now. That's prime raping time. <laughs> That's white for my prime time. raping time. <laughs> so, wait, I wrote this down, and I just found it so funny. So, going back to the cop before the fat cop dies, he's walking back to his well, cop car. fat cop, Allison. It's got to be fat cop. Because he was. Because <laughs> he was. Very fat. But there's this piece of business where he, like, pretends he stepped in, like, dog shit and, like, That's looks right. at his shoe and, like, wipes it on the grass. And I'm like, hey, whose shit is that? There's no dog. <laughs> Who's shitting in the grass? It's the mad poopa. <laughs> the mad poopa. Like, why was there that piece of business with him Literally. stepping in? Yeah. I don't even remember that. Again, this plot is so deep. It's got so many facets and levels. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> it, could been just... a, it could have been a, it could have been a coyote that, oh that's true if they yeah. are in Glendale yeah, it was, no, it was no. probably Scott Bayo's cousin he has already been established as relieving himself in public <laughs> that's why he keeps his that's why he keeps his shorts up so high so the poop can just fall out the back <laughs> oh you've solved it I've solved it you solved it ugh <sighs> Okay, as um, I said to the kid, as I said to Allison and Brian, when you guys were not around, I'm having trouble with my notes for this because just before we recorded, Smoochie knocked over my glass of water, and I never use a felt tip pen except when I took notes for this. But I'm reading some of it now, and there's a certain point early on in the movie, really shortly after they get there, where some of the guys are hearing like weird, a weird voice talking. 
Right. Oh, I, I remember that. It was that. coming from the closet. And Barney was like, well, we can't ignore it. What about those voices from the closet? I'm like, voices from the closet would be an amazing name for a Lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> or this movie. That would have been a better name than Evil Laugh. Yeah. Voices. But I don't understand. Like, the, pl- the place itself wasn't haunted. Well, it could have been. Well, I don't know what that was either because the <laughs> real estate agent said, like, oh, that there's a vent in here. So it was probably just somebody talking somewhere else in the house. The meddling kids just talking. But here's the thing. Well, okay, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but not just ruining anything yet. When you find out who the killer is, logistically, none of this makes any sense. No, not, that's what I was trying to get the to. The killer like, cannot be any of these places. Nope. Where these things are happening. Nope. Most of the time, because we have establishing shots of the killer somewhere else. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is one of those times. Every single time we have establishment of the killer being away. Yep. Ugh. It makes no sense. It makes the no cleaning sense. montage. But they were the cleaning montage. <laughs> cleaning montage with choreography they stole from the Breakfast Club. Which is the year before. They did steal it from the yes, back. I did feetsies. notice the feet, yeah. Can I just ask a question? So no. when when they're hey, having... Fine. Go, Let's talk about the movie. When, when, when Richie Ruse are going to go bone. You know, I think we skipped Let over a very important scene. What? Many important things. But please when Mark and Tina decided to get it on. Oh, this is and, a very important scene. This is one of the great... Oh, yes. <laughs> the movie was sold to me on because this is one of the great what-the-fuck movies in our history. Please continue. So, uh, all of a sudden, uh, out of nowhere, we see an empty bedroom. And we see a knife come up through the mattress. Uh, Most of the time, she's like... Yeah, like cutting through. And you start thinking, all right, someone's going to die. And then you see Mark and Tina enter the room as the the hand with the knife goes slowly back down into the mattress. Oh, my God, they're going to bone and the killer's under the bed. No, it's going to happen. And so... Tits, 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 First of all, titty time. Yeah, total titty time. But also... Connie's got some nice titties. Or no, Tina's got some nice titties. Tina's got some nice titties. nipples apparently were whited out. I don't know what happened, but they're fine. They're perfectly fine. They were fine. They were perfectly great. And Mark gets completely naked, except for the socks. Connie still has her shorts because on. Because it's the 80s. Oh, no. Those socks, yeah. took like, when yeah. you're wearing those knee socks, they took like three hours to get off. <laughs> but but Tina, Tina just has her top off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of strange. And then they start making out. Yeah. Uh, naked. Yeah, hot and heavy. <laughs> yeah, na- naked uh, mark on top. And all of a sudden you see the hand come out of the mattress. And you're the like, oh, shit, here it comes. And the hand slowly descends. Onto Mark's butt. <laughs> and squeezing and rubbing and fingering and shit. Yep. To the Going point where he's like, ooh, I really like what you're doing with my butt. And she's like, I'm not doing anything with your butt. Like, uh, she's got both hands on your shoulders. <laughs> well, you know what? I've been in scenarios where it is kind of hard to lose track of where everybody's hands is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Touche. <laughs> But I, I definitely think I'm I would have. I'm gonna leave that there. I would have definitely <laughs> noticed a third hand on my body when there's only one other person in the room. Just, just let that one float in the room a little bit longer. <laughs> just, just let that one waft the room a little bit. All right, all right. 
Take a deep breath. Breathe it in. Breathe, breathe it, it in. in. Blow it out. It's part of you now. It's part of you. <laughs> it's part of you. But no, that scene was really good. I, it, that was actually a good moment. Like, if this was in an okay, if this was in a better movie, I would have been like, oh, that was a funny moment. I get it. Barney's a jokester. I get it. Because the hand belongs to Barney. Because there's Barney under the bed. It's a joke. Yes. It's like, well, let's cut a hole in a perfectly good mattress. <laughs> We Foster don't, kids don't need mattresses don't without holes. That anybody's going to be having sex in. Right? <laughs> and then grab my friend's butt. It's not all, let's grab somebody's ass There's a hole in the mattress act. Oh, that thing. <laughs> that old nugget. That old nugget. <laughs> the sleepies, do you know how much a mattress costs these days? <laughs> foster uh, kids don't need mattresses without holes. Yeah, they're, come on, they're lucky to get a foster kids. The staff does. How are they supposed to be boning each other? Oh, true. Well, now you can just bone the mattress. And There's how, already a hole. A giant hole in the mattress. <laughs> you just slip it in the hole. I thought it was Tina's vagina. <laughs> it's called the evil laugh. <laughs> oh my god! No, that was a really that was a really good moment. But another great boning moment is when the Richie Roos go to bone, and they're trying like. You um, find out they're super BDSM. Yeah, they're like super no, BDSM. Oh, no, 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 no. Betty has a fantasy <laughs> of, of of some leather stuff, which apparently uh, 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 consisted nothing of nothing more than handcuffs and one teeny tiny leather collar. <laughs> He's like, I brought all this leather stuff. You brought a teeny tiny leather collar. <laughs> a pair of handcuffs I... and a can of whipped cream that was empty. Yeah, the well, whipped cream was empty. The whipped cream, which me and Allison both had issue that is kept in the cupboard and not in the refrigerator. No, you just no. Even at the store, you have to keep it refrigerated. Exactly. Oh, so you just put shaving cream on your girlfriend. Because <laughs> it doesn't work when it comes out. It's just all liquid when it's not. Ex- it needs to stay cold. Gross, gross. I'm gonna lap up this like gross, this fake dairy product off my <laughs> dead girlfriend. <laughs> I thought the same thing. And then he's like, oh, where's the whipped cream? In the cabinet? Who knows? Some old foster kids whipped cream? Are you, are you, what? Hold on. Wait, who stocked it? Instead of hard liver, monkey brains, and whipped cream. And whipped cream. So I'm like, that's obviously shaving cream. Way to go. Way to go, production. Y'all suck. (laughs) But then she gets killed, and he gets, what I want to know is, so the killer kills him with an axe, ma- right? Is he no, the axe? Machete. No, that's the machete. machete. Oh, sorry, he's the machete. So then the killer starts using, like, different weapons, and I don't know where they get these weapons. Like, there was a machete, and then when one of them gets killed, there's just, like, an axe what, to the face. By the way, we see we see the girl. What's her name again? Betty? Mm-hmm. She's laying down, tied up, gagged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the killer is already in the room when Sammy comes back. Mm-hmm. And then we see this shot of the killer walking up to Sammy to chop him, and we see very clear head-to-toe black, not head-to-toe, head-to-ankle black, and then blue Nikes. <laughs> very blue, very obvious Nikes. Yep. But when you guys... Like, hello, somebody gotta pay for this shit. <laughs> In the credits, it did say special thanks to, to Nike. Nike. Yeah. Really? Yes. Because I think Nike wasn't... Because Nike started in, I think, 82, and they were not a big name until the early 90s. They were not. They were not. <laughs> yeah. So that was actually launched them to fame. There's actually a movie that purported like a set in the future and all these kids were wearing Nikes and it was when Nikes were nobody. 
And it's like this crazy, like early eighties, like the world of the future. Was All it the Solar Babies? Like, was it Solar Babies? It was, I wish it was Solar Babies. <laughs> I still need to see that movie for real. I don't want to see that movie. I love Dick Girth <laughs> too much to see that movie. Please continue. Please continue. No, and the thing is, okay, okay, this is me talking from experience. The way she was gagged, she would be perfectly able to say, "Holy shit, there's somebody else in the room." Yep. <laughs> yep. I figured as much. She was not really enthusiastic about saving her own life. I would, well, I mean, I was. Granted, we didn't see her get killed. She just got blood bukkakied. <laughs> she did just get blood bukkakied. Blood cocky. Blood cocky. Splatters out. Um, yeah, I figured you would take good notes, so mine are shitty. So our, our notes go from. But you have two uh, pages of notes. I've got to have a page of runny notes, pussy, pussy runny notes. It, it goes from Sammy gets chopped to rubbing yourself turns girls on. Well, that's the thing is, so one of them told Marcus Baby Bayo fucking with Johnny. Yeah, to say to say Johnny, you know, girls really just love it if you just kind of like rub yourself a little bit. So like, if you want to like. Get, hook up with Connie, even though Connie, she, she's engaged to your best friend. Yeah, but just it's rub yourself. 80s. It's the eighties. It's the eighties, yeah. and he's old. He's gonna be dead soon. Just go, just go. <laughs> Throw him a bone, a literal bone. But him. <laughs> but he's just like rubbing himself. Get one on his own. What? So it's like you rub yourself, and he does because he he believes it, and he's just there like rubbing himself, and she's like, "What's wrong? Do you have like a rash?" I'll get you the aloe vera or whatever, because I'm no, a nurse. I carry my prescriptions with me. Yeah. yeah. I'm a med student. I know exactly what to do in this situation. <laughs> this would be so terribly awesome. Oh, my goodness. I think it was just an excuse to have him rub himself because he's so hot. Well, it turns girls on. It turns girls on. And that's how we're going to get these teeth. Well, I was already turned on from... Do you remember that time you almost let me have you? <laughs> so we had to pause the movie for a while. <laughs> so really, I never I came down from that. You go to the pizza place, forgot your salad like last time. <laughs> I never came down from that. <laughs> Brian, take me now. <laughs> uh, so so they eventually, they, so they slowly start dying and they like nobody really notices because they're too busy trying to bone. But so we know that it's so at this point we kind of are like, okay, it's it's not Burns that's going to be the killer. Well, we kind of find get out that. it's not Burns when we see Burns get stabbed through the dick. <laughs> Best murder scene ever. Get stabbed in the dick through to the butthole. Ass. Yeah, through the butthole. Right through the and butthole. what does he say? Ow. Ow. He <laughs> says ow. It's like, is this some kind of costume party? And they take off the sumo mask. Like, hey, it's like, who the fuck? Oh, it's you. (laughs) And then he gets taint shanked. It's the most action his cock seen in a long time. Boom, boom. So we know it's not him now because he's 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 been cock chopped. And we know Sammy and. Uh, Miffy, Muffy, Betty are dead. They're dead. So, but then Connie starts talking like she's all getting like. Remember when you almost let me had you in the X-ray room? But she was talking about like, and then Martin killed them all. Tina, no, no, no. Tina. no, sorry, that was Tina. Tina no, no, Tina has the tits. Tina was is in the X-ray room with Mark, and Mark said that to her. Right, yeah. but then so Connie she, starts so all talking. Of a sudden, like they almost hooked up that time, and then it got disrupted by the butt grab, and then they're trying to hook up at the pool party where they're all supposed to be skinny dipping because that's what they kept saying was going to happen at midnight, and, and nobody skinny dips. Nope. 
But but Connie knows so Which much. Which I'm okay about, with. Connie knows so much about what happened in this house. For a minute, I thought she was one of the babies that wasn't but, killed. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I thought too. That she has all this knowledge about the murders and she, the way she talks about it, like where she gets all misty eyed about everything. Yeah, like, I, see, I thought she was getting turned on. That I'm like, oh, she, oh, she, that's her connection. She was one of the babies. Or yeah. She, yeah. Like, that would make her eleven. True. I thought you were going to find out that like she was banging Martin. That's why she was getting all turned on. We're like, then he murdered all the babies. <laughs> he almost let me have him in the nursery with the babies. <laughs> like, he, what? he had me on the pink blanket and then the blue blanket and then another pink blanket. <laughs> then he killed them all, letting all the blood just run right out of them. <laughs> like, he what? He with a teeny tiny little feet. But earlier in the movie, they said, but he didn't kill the babies. It was actually that exact conversation. It started off with he didn't kill the babies two minutes later. Then he held the babies upside down. What the fuck? Right. I, yeah, because that doesn't kill them because they're babies. <laughs> That's super babies. Right, because it's, like, it's you know, like their veins are like their bones. They're really soft, and they just go right back. <laughs> yep, that's how it works. That's apparently how it works. The ones I'm not a doctor, but I know, I know things. Um, I, I think Mark is the worst friend in the world. Mark is a terrible friend. He breaks bro code left and right. I'm not even a big believer in bro code, but... But you know you what? Would you break bro code with Scott Baio's cousin? <laughs> yes, I yeah, would. but not with Barney. He means no harm. And he's not going to get in the way What did he do to Barney? He was he's just con- mean to Barney. Yeah, he's just constantly mean to Barney. You know what I loved about Mark? Mark was one of those lag- actors who thinks it's really like powerful to put your leg up on shit. He does the Captain Morgan quite a bit. He does the Captain Morgan at least seven times during the course of the movie. You know my favorite thing about Mark? What? He got a vasectomy when he was 16. (laughs) Don't worry, you're not going to get pregnant. I had a vasectomy when I was 16. With a guy like Mark, I can't tell if he really did because he's that kind of douche or if that's a line because he's also that kind of douche. He is that kind of douche. And the thing is everyone's like, oh my gosh, I hope Mark doesn't wear his Speedo. At the pool party, which he does, and I'm like, there's nothing there. <laughs> there's nothing there. And I have to say, that actor went on to some illustrious careers in, like, softcore porn. Makes sense. Uh-huh. You know, those nice. things, that, you know, the, the Showtime after dark kind of thing. He did a lot of that. Oh. That, I'd watch. I can see it. As did any as... of them take place in an x-ray room? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Can I find this? Did anyone take place in an x-ray room? Can I... Can, can I, like, I can't, I'm, I'm going to have an extra bone in you. You <laughs> <laughs> killed him. You killed him. Good job. Thank Rest. you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, finally, they start figuring out that people are dying at this point. Yeah. People are getting killed, and they start figuring it out. And... But um, but not because but it's not because of Barney because Barney get locked in the basement. Barney knows everything that's going on. He heard the mystery mixtape. He heard the mystery mixtape and got freaked out. And he want all he wants to do is get to town. He's asking anybody and their brother, just get me to town. I don't want to be here. And everyone's and like, like, all, and uh-huh. all good what? friends would do. They're all like, no. They're like, fuck you, Barney. You just want to get out of work, Barney. And also, there's no ladies here for you. We're gonna laugh at you. That's, We're terrible friends. They were the worst friends. You walked town. And then so Mark gets, Mark gets axed. Mm-hmm. In, the, in, the, in the head. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, him and Tina finally go to finish consummating their love. <laughs> They're boning. They're boning. But, but she's all freaked out. She's like, well, I don't want to repeat of anything that happened last time. Look under the bed. Make sure there's nobody there. 
And so he looks behind the curtain, and he looks under the bed, and when he looks in the closet, boom, axe, axe in the face. And here's another scream two thing, another scream thing. He gets axed, and she's like, "Oh my god, you guys!" She's <laughs> <laughs> so funny, and the killer's coming at her, and she's like, "Oh my god, you're gonna kill me! Oh my god, I'm so scared! Oh my god, okay, you can kill me, just don't mess up my hair." She dead. Your lucha mask is so great. <laughs> what was that? It's a lucha mask. You can just the production it's not a lucha, lucha was, mask. What is that? Here's twenty bucks. Go down to Oliver Street. Pick me up a lucha mask. And, and if you got and, some and leftover and dollars, cap. And, and left out, give me one of those uh, little ukuleles and have them paint my name on the side. That's <laughs> that was the production. At this point, I already knew who the killer was. Did you? Because when Mr. Burns. Get stabbed in a penny. He said, I know you. And then they actually showed too much of the killer. I'm like, look at that body size. Uh, uh. See, I was distracted. Just I was too busy being like, he got stabbed in the dick. <laughs> I was still so turned on. I, was so I just, on. yeah. How did she get there so fast? <laughs> I don't know. She's just been killing people left and right. I don't know. It's his wife. Yeah. It's his wife, who's also Martin's mom. Should have been like, I should have raped you. <laughs> well, she stabbed him the dick and then she raped him. Yeah, then she raped him. It was so weird. Um, but you find, so they start killing people and Barney is in the basement. He's locked in the basement. And um, that's why Barney doesn't die. But again, and they, he's screaming his head off in the basement and nobody hears anything. Nope, nobody cares. Meanwhile, no tit Connie. Everyone's like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. That house is also huge. We got to remember it has wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a ventilation system that carries sound throughout the rest of the house, which we never comes up again. Never. What a wonderful place to live. Because uh, Connie and Johnny mm-hmm. are are upstairs in one of the rooms. They can't hear the other survivor. No, no the because they're having their their non sexy moment. Because he thinks he's going to get boned, and she just wants to give him some, you know. Some some topical creams. Yes. <laughs> his rash, because he can't stop touching himself at the pool party. He wants to give her some topical cream. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite part is the way Johnny dies. Okay, so, yeah. So Johnny leaves the room, and immediately Connie goes into a deep sleep. <laughs> I'm out! <laughs> and Johnny, first of all, he gets hit with a sledgehammer. I don't know where they found a sledgehammer. I, is that what happened? I don't know what he got yeah. hit with. So first he, yeah, first he gets hit with the sledgehammer, and then he's waking up in the kitchen. And he's, like, tied up a little bit. Yeah. And then the killer puts a microwave on the ground and puts his head in the microwave. And you clearly hear Johnny say, You can't kill me with a micro- with the microwave door open. But yeah, and then I said, oh yeah, you can't because microwaves don't work unless the door is closed. There's a mechanism in there, and in reality, he. But he, the way the line was delivered was so matter of fact. Like you can't kill me with the microwave door open. When in reality, it was like you can't kill me with the microwave door open. And then he sets it to like five minutes, and then baby Bayo's head explodes (laughs) with the door open. He set it to popcorn setting, and his head explodes. It's like, this movie doesn't... It, it calls out its own bad logic. Legit. Like, you, you can't do that. It's it's not possible. Oh, it's this is how I die. Yep, and then I died. But then Connie kind of, like, hears something going on. She was in a dead sleep, and she is so just like, Oh, I'm so sleepy. What is... 
what's been going on, you guys? I've been asleep for, like, what, ten minutes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she has to kind oh, of figure oh, out what's going on. Right before Johnny dies, he starts yelling, I'm young again, I'm young again. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> he was 68 when this movie was filmed. <laughs> I, I, was there any relevance <laughs> to that line? <laughs> Like, we could find no reason why he's just started yelling, I'm young again, I'm young again. Because I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just guessing that the, 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 the microwave waves are just... Sets him back in time. <laughs> I don't We're know. going, we don't need roads, Stephen Bale. <laughs> I don't oh my know what's happening. I'm young again. I'm young <laughs> again. He's just like, so happy. Let's I, go kick the <laughs> He legit almost like puked into his hand a little bit. Thank you for that, Patrick. Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Connie pulls out a gun. Yeah. Cause she's like, whoever's doing this shit, who's ever people must be dead. There's blood in the kitchen, but there's no body. Yeah, all the bodies are. <laughs> Can I go back just go back to this microwave killing? Yeah. Oh, you can't Please give do. them a lot of flack because in a movie as recent as in the last five years pulled the same thing. The what? remake of Last House on the Left did the same thing, and I said microwaves don't work but, like that. But did one of the characters say right before they got killed by that way that it was impossible? <laughs> well, what does he know? He's got by his brother. <laughs> True. Uh, but, and then again, the body is gone, but there's still a little bit of blood. There's a tiny little bit of blood. And so Connie's like, oh, shit, better get my gun, because she's just been packing heat this whole time. Uh-huh. Who knew? Who knew? And she like well, goes the looking. For dermatologist is extremely dangerous. <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen. Okay, I'm posting a picture for you right now on Facebook. A smoochie during this podcast. Oh. There you know. There you go. She loves this movie. <laughs> oh. Little Miss Mooch. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm gonna. Her is flat on her back. Like everything is splayed out. <laughs> all this That's talk. Awesome. All this talk with Scott Baio's cousin has just gotten herself turned on in the X-ray room. <laughs> She's just there rubbing. Is this turning you on? Is this what's happening? Rubbing Is this the stuff. x-ray room? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, so, so she's running around with a gun. She's got this gun, and she just, like, starts blindly shooting at things. Yes, because that, that works. That's how it works in movies. And I didn't fault it for that. That's how a lot of movies do it. But we're like, where are all the bodies? And then she goes into the basement. And she pulls a tarp, and, like, all the bodies are there. Cool, cool. No, all the bodies, the bodies are there. A yeah, couple of the bodies are there. Mr. Burns, who got killed in the basement, not there. And I like, think we're we not saw... paying him for another day. Uh, I think we saw Sammy's body. Yeah. So Sammy and another saw body. the grocery boy's body. Oh, and the grocery boy. Because he had that good hair. <laughs> he had that good 80s hair, you know, that kind of like Corey Haim hair. The almost mullet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, like, it just needed like a little braid on the side. <laughs> you know, like a lost boy. Sure. <laughs> Like a frog brother? Please continue. Yeah. Anywho. Hey, wait, hold on. Can I just say I'm really disappointed because as of right now, they're going to be redoing Lost Boys as yes. a TV series. Yeah. And they're gonna it's they want to do seven seasons of it, and each each season is going to be a decade. But it's being it's being um, developed by none other than Rob Thomas, the creator of Veronica Mars and the developer of iZombie, which are two really great shows. So what'll be and, good? Well, I don't know. 
That'll be good, probably, but we're worried about the quality of iZombie if Rob Thomas isn't around. Well, okay. here's the thing. Okay, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. You're really ballsy to be like, we got seven seasons of this. Yeah. <laughs> that too. This is, this is in the bag, seven seasons, guys. In the bag. But here's the thing. iZombie is really nothing like the graphic novel outside oh. of the fact that... Dude, it's nothing. It's it, nothing like it. It's so, as much like the graphic novel as it is like the movie uh, Warm Body. It filled my Buffy hole. No, I it does, it. and it it's does so a good, good job. And and the comic is great, but it's different. But it's, yeah, it's There's different. There's no wear terriers. Mm-hmm. There's no 60s mod ghosts. Okay, I'm not anywhere there yet. I watched the first season. I don't know anything. Oh, no, oh, so this good. is only in the comic. That cool shit's only in the comic. Oh, okay, never mind. It's not on the show. But I'm thinking that... Yet... If he, if he, right? <laughs> I hope wear terriers. I'm just hoping that he kind of takes, like, the essence of Lost Boys and then just, like, completely kind of redoes it. Much like Like, like he did iZombie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, great. Good. Uh-huh. Anyways. Next. Uh-huh. You're dismissed. Okay. By the way, by the way, have you seen uh, Bad Moms? Not yet, no, but I want to. to. It's okay, but your girl, yeah. whose name just fell out of my head, Kristen Bell, makes, like, the yeah. cutest little uncut penis ever. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's the most adorable uncut penis you'll ever see. Penis? You heard me. Penis. It's a thing that guys have. Oh, I thought you said pianist. And I'm like. Uh, what is an uncut pianist, Alice? Wait. I need you to explain me that first. It's Wait. a penis who doesn't have any who doesn't have any time limits. There you go. <laughs> I know there can be dueling pianists. <laughs> they can be and dueling well, penises as, as well. How wait? How does she? How does she have a Well, you'll have to watch the movie and find out. It's only okay. The only thing I got to see the movie and it was okay. I saw it the night that Suicide Squad opened Mm -hmm. because I didn't give a shit. So the movie theater was filled with a bunch of potential bad moms who didn't give a shit about Suicide Squad who came ready to party. Nice. They were so fucking raunchy. It was so much fun. They, like it was like perfect viewing experience. Oh, that's awesome. It's okay. But she makes a great uncut penis, and you'll just pen it, penis, and you just have to figure out what that means. I want, I want to see it. I uh, want to see it. I'll, I'll see anything that Kristen Bell is in. She's uh-huh. my girl. Of course, I'm just like you're, I can't believe you haven't seen it because like you're just gonna lose your status. <laughs> I know. Kristen Bell does so many movies. It's yeah, almost it's hard. Like you can't keep up with her. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. Anywho, should we talk about CM Punk a little bit? No. no. Oh. <laughs> I just thought maybe this was a good segue. It's uh, not. You know, back, two things Allison likes. Back to the shitty movie. <laughs> so it's not Mr. Burns. It's Mrs. Burns. She's killing these people. And you find out that she was Martin's mom. Wait, what? Yeah. She was Martin's mom. And what? something tells me that she did everything anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she, the whole thing was that Martin was accused of sexually abusing the kids at the foster home. But then it turned out the kids were lying. And then they got punished for lying. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just got the, and then, but the thing was, they're like, and then he killed himself in the fire, but his body was never found. I'm like, but then how did you know? Yeah. <laughs> he killed himself. And where was this fire? <laughs> the mystery fire. It was in the uh, wing that's not there anymore. Oh, okay. No, it's on one of the missing wings. <laughs> I don't know. It makes no sense. I don't get it. But it was her the whole time. And they Barney, like, shoots her because Barney was pretending to be dead. 
because yeah. his logic is they won't kill you if they think they're all you're already be dead. dead. Because yeah. I don't remember who I killed and who I didn't. Because all you medical students look alike. They all look alike. <laughs> all you eighties medical students. So then, sh- so then Barney you're all shoots really her. old. <laughs> Shut up. So Barney shoots her, and in typical like, and they run away, and in typical horror fashion, they pan to the killer, quote unquote, dead on the ground, and then her eyes open. But then she goes and she goes laughing and dies. again, and then she dies very dramatically, Blah. tongue out. Blah. And then it's like, oh, years like I don't know how long later. I, I think it's, it's just week, the next day. A next day or whatever. Even though next day, it's obviously months later. And now we're in Connie's apartment, and she's taking a shower, and all of a sudden she's got tits. At first, we're like, that's not Connie. Those ain't her tits. Those no. are tits. No, which is funny because we'll come back to this. There was a tit double. Did yes, you there know was. That? There was a credit for the tit double. Yeah, yep. it, it was. It was more, you know, um, nicely put. But it should have read tit double. Tit double. Tit double. But I was like, stunt hey, those tits. are nice stunt tits. Bring in the stunt tits. <laughs> so what? What? What did you do today, honey? Well, you know, no. I had to stand in for a pair of no tits today. <laughs> <laughs> and my other favorite part is I studied. <laughs> I went to Juilliard. I'm a cl- I'm classically trained Stanislavski. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> Tell me when you need these titties. <laughs> okay. Yes. And then, because because it turns out she's getting attacked by somebody in the Lugidor mask. Wait! 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 wait no, no! No! You skipped you one skipped? of the most important. Oh, I'm sorry. Please continue. Enlighten me. Comedy in this entire movie. There's a picture of Jerry. You know the the person she almost married who got Rick killed. Alfred, yeah, uh-huh. yep. but it's obviously his eight by ten headshot, and it's all and it's also signed. Yes, it is by the side of the bed. Framed, framed eight by ten headshot, signed. Dear honey, this is me, Jerry. Remember when I was alive? Remember when I wasn't gay? <laughs> <laughs> all my friends thought I was gay, but I'm not gay. My voice was coming from the closet of that house. And, uh, and also, uh, Connie's hair all frizzed out. Yeah. It's like it's like in Pretty in Pink, where in the last scene they had to go back and like reshoot it like months later. Uh, and Andrew McCarthy was not happy with the ending because the because uh, because no, fuck Ducky, he doesn't get his. Get the fuck out of here! No, you have to be with Andrew McCarthy and um. He's whiter than Ducky. Yeah, <laughs> he's richer than Ducky. And so they had to reshoot it like months and months later. But Andrew McCarthy was shooting like a Vietnam War movie and like lost thirty pounds, <laughs> yeah. and it totally doesn't. Yeah, because Connie has frizzed hair, and the other character is much skinnier than Lee. Well, you know so. what usually happens in movies when a character suddenly has frizzed hair? What? It usually means they're evil now. Oh. It happened in Buffy. Uh, it Did it? It's been so long since I watched. Well, when Buffy, when Buffy and Faith switch bodies, that's how you knew the difference. <laughs> You're right. Evil Buffy had frizzed hair. It happens I forgot. a lot. It happened in Prom Night too. It happens a lot. <laughs> well, you're kind of right. It's like somebody goes evil and they just hand him a crimper. You're kind of right because someone tries to break into the house and they're in the luchador mask apartment. and beanie. Yeah, sorry, the, the apartment. I'm not giving her enough credit. She doesn't have a fucking house. She doesn't have an apartment. Medical student. She's a medical student. And so um, someone break like comes into the door and they got the luchador mask on and the little beanie and like a fake knife and she's freaking out and it turns out it's barney who that prankster so playing a wacky joke 
Because <laughs> uh, the killer always comes back, once again, being all Jamie Kennedy from Scream. Because yeah. it's really funny when you pretend to murder your friends after they've been to this horrible <laughs> experience. That's and, what I would do. Like, really, it's, it's supposed to be the next day or whatever. How long was Barney searching for an exact replica of They didn't have eBay at that time. So like, <laughs> well, there was only one it. store in the, in the, in the snow globe. of course of course it's snow globe world that's all they sell (laughs) everyone wears those um but so then she she is so like traumatized by this that she picks up some scissors and ends up killing barney which sets us up for evil laugh 2 wrath of connie yeah credits roll please tell me that's a thing please tell me it's not a thing there is no sequel can we write evil laugh 2 absolutely Can me, we do that? me and Allison will write it. You'll give us notes, add some jokes. You shoot it with your friends in New York. It starts off okay. So fade in. It starts off in the attractive X-ray room. Man. Yeah, I was gonna say attractive man walks into an X-ray room. <laughs> Almost has a girl. <laughs> and it's the girl who works in television. Is worth it. the patient. Innocent, maybe married girl. <laughs> we don't. Her name know is Nallison Alwacky. <laughs> we don't. We don't know. And maybe this character, maybe his name can be Doctor CM Punk, and that's scene. <laughs> wow. Scene. No. Cut to. No. Cut to schlubly husband just like crying in the corner. <laughs> Damn the X-ray room. <laughs> Played by. Cut to Ramona just licking her butt. <laughs> Ramona's a cat, everybody. <laughs> one-eyed cat. One-eyed. How'd she get one-eyed? <gasps> Rats uh, <laughs> of Connie. The Connie. The Connie-ing. The Connie-on. The evil F2, the Rats of Connie, the Connie-on. <laughs> Can we make the title even longer? Yeah. Oh. Two. As many colons as we can put in. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But I was really wishing there was going to be another one of these movies because, again, there was really no evil laugh in this movie. Like, it happened, like, twice. So what? what? Did I miss? Is this movie too smart for me? (laughs) Yeah, I I couldn't. I loved it. One of my favorite things that happened in the course of this movie is while she was watching it, Allison texted me. I said, what's the twist in this movie? Are all these people porn actors? Because <laughs> that is the level of acting. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved it. And it turns out, only one of them. Only one? I find that hard to believe. And it's not who you'd think. It turns out, I thought it was Tina. Yeah, I would too. It's Mrs. Burns? No. When, oh. No, actually, Mrs. Burns, this is her one and only movie. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But no, I look. I googled Tina and said was shocked to find out that she was the infamous Hollywood madam. Yep, she's trained Heidi Fleiss. Uh-huh. Wait, what? You did not read that link that I that sent you that link this us? afternoon so you can be prepared for this conversation, Alex. Yeah, I read it. I'm giving people. I mean, oh, I'm the okay. I'm the everyman here, oh, guys. Okay. But you're a girl. Duh, I'm the Stephen Bayo. <laughs> You're the Johnny. I'm trying to be the Stephen Bayo guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. She ran, she ran an escort service in Hollywood. She brought down all kinds of famous people. She's all kinds of famous. Wait, Tina with the tits? Tina yeah. with the tits. I can see. 
<laughs> well, at least she turned it into something legitimate. Good uh-huh. for her. Good uh-huh. for her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. not but not um hot guy with the abs? Nope, not him. No, like I said, he wound up doing all that softcore porn stuff. Oh right. Well the softcore porn, does that count? No. <laughs> I'm talking there's a full on hardcore porno actor in there. Okay. Is it is it Connie? It's Connie. Straight laced Connie? I was shocked because I was watching this movie and I said, Connie doesn't fit. Connie actually has a level of class that the others don't have. What is that class that? I don't know. Like, I just said, like, she's a better actor. She's got a kind of refinement to her that the others don't have. Despite the fact that she wore, like, a freaking, you know, whatever, waste disposal jumpsuit for the (laughs) kind of thing. Oh, Devo, get up. But it turns out she's a hardcore porno actress whose name is um, – she went by Kim McCarney in this movie. But mm-hmm. in porn, she is Al's Ashlyn Gear, And she was doing major movies while doing porn. Like It's like her whole resume is porn, porn, porn. She did some great porn titles like uh, Total Reball, <gasps> Lethal Squirt, <laughs> Bush Pilots. In the middle of that, she did some X-Files. Oh, and wow. This, and then she returned to do Cocksmokers 2, 12. <laughs> I didn't see the first 11, so I, I can't jump in. Yeah, you don't want to join the series that yeah, far you, down you the You won't line. get the story. She's a hardcore porn actress. But she's wow. got no tits. It was the 80s. Well, the whole thing was apparently... Oh, hold on. Now I have to pull up her IMDb review. Because she, what she was famous for, she gave sex... Like, her sex scenes were not, like, the raunchiest or the hottest, but they were the most real. And she had a quote saying, like, when you're having sex with me on camera, we're not going to fuck. We're actually going to have sex. Something along those lines. Go Connie. So she gave it up for real in Cocksmokers 12. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And she also did a movie called Put It In Gear, which is funny because her last name is Gear. And they spelled it like that, G-E-R-E, like Richard Gere, but without the, the gerbils. See, that's the cleverness of the porn industry. Right? It is. And this whole movie was directed by Dominic Brascia, who a lot of listeners might know as I just lost his name, the character's name. But he was in Friday the 13th Part 5. He was the fat, annoying, chocolate-eating guy who got axe-murdered and was the inciting incident for the whole massacre. Mmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. Lots of connections here. So many connections. You know what would have made this movie better? What? A plot? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. But you know what would have really pulled this all together? More, more montages? <laughs> A Chainsaw Charlie montage? You know what? It's true. It's true. You were so hot for Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> if Chainsaw Charlie met you in the X-ray room, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. When you're watching a movie and you say, you know, I just wish this was as good as Slashers. <laughs> There's a problem with that movie. <laughs> There's, a, There's a problem with that movie because he had perfectly normal tits in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he had weird wah tits in the other movie. Nobody's tits in this movie said wah. <laughs> They were there were no unfortunate tits. Gosh, no, I give this movie um, a. Can I give it a negative two? <laughs> Is that a thing? I give it. I give it a negative two out of 
Five. Okay. This is one of those movies. Sometimes you see a movie that's bad, and you're like, oh, you're just, you you have to see it because you won't believe it. Like, this is no Black Devil Bell from Hell. This is just a piece of shit. It's a terrible movie, but the thing is, I find it immensely entertaining. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I was bored to death, but yet entertained at the same time. Like, like as a slasher movie, this is a failure. As a comedy, it's a failure. As a social experiment, it's fascinating. Like, I was just looking for the something. The fact that... that you had a porno movie, a porno actress in this movie who was doing porn at the time, and you had a tit double for her is fascinating. <laughs> That might be my favorite part about this whole movie, and it's not. You have to do research to get my that kids too. are not worth your movie. <laughs> Unless they decided to add her tits at the add her tits at a later date. I still say that whole ending scene was shot months later. Like they're like, wait, this ending really isn't a good ending because it it actually tied up the plot. We're gonna add something nonsensical, doing a practical joke that nobody would do. <laughs> Never in a million years. Never. My friend would just went this horrible experience and survive this whole thing. I'm going to stab her in the shower, but only pretend. <laughs> and then I'm going to laugh about it for 25 minutes. Oh, would that I'm laugh went on scissors. If she doesn't get it, that's her problem. <laughs> Connie really doesn't have a sense of humor. She really doesn't. Uh, none of the porn she worked on were comedy porns. <laughs> <laughs> just going to say... A little too serious uh, over there in the porn industry. I guess so. I guess so. So that's Evil Laugh Kids. What a fantastic movie. YouTube it. It's already saved on my watch later list. <laughs> so that I can watch it You're again. just going to watch that 30 seconds over and over. Yep. <laughs> Meet me in the expert room at the time I almost had you in the expert <laughs> There's just something about it. Uh-huh. Something about it. Uh-huh. Well, we had to check Mrs. Finkelstein for her osteoporosis. We're just, oh, we're just do it right over her her crumbling bones. <laughs> Remember when Joanne came in for her mammogram? <laughs> we almost, I almost had you by the mammogram machine. Uh, I was going to give you a 237th bone. Because <laughs> I'm a doctor and I know how many. <laughs> I think you're close. I think it's like 273. Or 173. I forget. Oh, and it's really sad. Like, most of these people never worked to get after this. Can you imagine? Actually, yeah, so you, no, a lot of them did. A lot of them worked a lot. They're in major movies and bullshit parts. So good for them. Even like the, the janitor the in the realtor? background? Yeah, exactly. It's like friend of girl who was crying. <laughs> wow. Wow. And it's so sad, though, because you could tell by the look in their eyes that they thought this was going to be their break. They had the hunger. They had the hunger. Yeah. Uh-huh. They did. They did. You could tell they were giving it their all. The actors were all trying. Yeah. They were trying, given what they were given with this bullshit script. Like, sure. I wrote down, like, one of the notes that I can still read, <laughs> after I was complaining about the third costume change, I didn't know that there were three to four more still to come, where I was like, I really don't give a shit about Chachi's socioeconomic problems. That was a plot <laughs> thing. That he was, like, just a poor... Something. Like, you know, he was an orderly. I don't know. I'm like, you don't go to medical school to be an orderly. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And apparently you've been in medical school for 45 years. <laughs> and then Sammy just old. makes a phone call and he gets an internship at the same hospital that you're scrubbing bedpans out of, Chachi. Uh, 
Not Chachi, not Chachi. Yeah, not Chachi. Chachi, not Chachi. <laughs> not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Chachi. I mean, I can't believe they couldn't get this guy to speak at Donald Trump's. <laughs> no, he would have. He would have in a heartbeat. Just nobody asked. Him and Scott actually fist fought over who would get to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. I heard. That's what I heard. Okay. Yeah. Then one of them got stabbed in the dick all the way to the okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and was never. But heard I from. guess given 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 Stevens' advanced age over Scott. Yeah. And then the next day, um, Scott just showed up in a Trump wig and like scared his friend and just started laughing for like twenty minutes. And then grabbed his butt through a mattress and then <laughs> Scott was done. Yeah, like I'm, out. I'm sorry. <laughs> another man touched my butt. I'm done. I have to go pee on a stranger right now. <laughs> And then go poop for a fat sheriff to step in. Okay, you guys, this has been fantastic. <laughs> you love it. I do love it. Thank you guys for coming back. Thank you for being here for the sixth anniversary episode. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I'm you. so glad that you've kept your podcast going for so I, long. I don't know how I keep it going. <laughs> we didn't get you a gift. You um, are my gift. Yeah. We are your gift. We are the present. You are. You made my night. Otherwise, I'd just be dealing with this cat who's showing me her vagina. Oh, she's been flashing me her vagina this whole time. I sent you the picture. <laughs> what a hoe. You have to click on it to get the whole picture because the whole <laughs> thing can come out right. I cross I like it. it. The whole picture. Whole. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't talk about my cat that way. She's, <laughs> she was raised on the streets. She doesn't know any better. Aw, little Miss Mooch. She was a cat madam on the streets. She was a cat madam. She was also in a roller derby. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's why her name is Smoochie Boom Boom LaRue. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's her full name. Very nice. Just like Ramona's um, Admiral Ramona Akbar. She'll yeah, always we're not tell talking you about it's you. Trap. We're not talking about you. Well, man, man, man. I can't you're a cat, okay? <laughs> no, what? We we Hold do. on. Your cat Do, I, do we need to cat battle? It brings me <laughs> cat pain. Battle. Your cat brings me pain. Oh, sorry. No, it's not your fault. You know, just because, you know, Tyler had a whole love affair with her. I know. I'm sorry. So yeah, Tyler. He's, he's watching her masturbate in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ramona. Dirty girl. Um, But, yeah, no, thanks for having us on again, Patrick. Yeah, oh, you're welcome. It's always a pleasure. One of these days we'll get you a good, good movie. <laughs> Please never do. No, don't. That would that would ruin the magic. I know what we're talking about. Yeah. But now I know if I ever want to take if I ever want to take your girlfriend or just meet her in the X-ray room. Thank you guys. Thank uh, you. Good night. Good night. Bye. And we're out. Yeah. I hope this came out because this was brilliant. <laughs> well, I recorded a backup just in case. So oh, you look at you being fascinating because I like I have this new recording <laughs> system and it doesn't show. That it's recording, so I never believe that it really is. It's never been a problem. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I had to boot all this stuff up for the first time in about a year. So, yeah. I don't need yeah, to talk no. about your sex life. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, Patrick. Yeah, no, I had to, like, get out the mic, uh, the microphone. I had to find, the, like, the split so that we could both have our headphones on. Like, I was tearing through the office. Like, where the fuck did I put all this stuff? And we turned our air conditioner off so you couldn't hear it, and I'm like, now we're both like, super I messy. mine off too. It's been okay the past two days. The thing finally, the the heat finally broke here. Oh yeah, oh, that's lucky. good. We're yeah, starting to get it. Irish though. relatives to to get here. The day they got here, the Irish weather arrived as well. 
which is fine because there were days I was walking to the grocery store. I'm like, my flesh is about to burst into flames. <laughs> it's too- oh, I've seen I've seen your uh, parking car moving your car uh, little like monologue in the mornings. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's uh-huh, like a wait. million degrees. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, you know, I got to do something when I'm in there for a fucking hour and a half. Oh my gosh. So <sighs> it's so hot. It's so hot. So hot. Hotter so- hotter than boning in the boning boning in the extra room <laughs> without those lead vests. It's okay. He had a vasectomy. <laughs> Oh, okay. That will keep you from getting cancer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, baby free, but not cancer free. Hey, well, he had a, he had a vasectomy. He had a vasectomy at six. <laughs> at six, not sixteen. Six. Six. There's actually a typo in the script. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Goodness. Good night, guys. All right. Good, good night, night, Patrick. Patrick. I got editing to do. for this episode was front-loaded at the beginning of the episode. However, I do have uh, an email that I would like to read, and that is from listener Donnie D. Hey, Donnie D. How you doing? And he says, Thank you, Patrick, for six years of the Scream Queens podcast. Yay! I wanted to thank you for giving me a different perspective on horror and everything else. Oh, I'll give you everything else, boy. I'm sorry to hear about Sebastian Kitty. I've been down that road too many times. I hope for the best. Oh, Sebastian's doing better. I mean, he's... Well, he's not well, but you know he's he's not sick like he was. But uh, we've done all we can do in terms of tests and stuff, and we've decided to let nature just run its course, whatever that might be, because there is a chance that it is, in fact, nothing. But thank you, and Sebastian, thanks you as well. And he finishes and says, "I love your reminiscence on the Friday the Thirteenth series. Thank you. I'm almost out of them. I don't know what I'm going to do when I run out of these movies. But anyway, that's not the point. Patrick, please keep screaming, Donnie D. Thank you, Donnie. That's very sweet of you." And I got tweets from a bunch of people, too. I got uh, tweets from, you know, their generic hooray for the uh, anniversary show. I got them from uh, Tom from the Ramble Redhead podcast and Chris and Mark in Denver. And, from, oh, gosh, there's a good 20 of them. But everybody who tweeted, thank you very much. The show's already run long. I love you. I kiss you. If you wanted to, if you wanted to get read out, you had to say something more than happy anniversary. God damn it. Daddy, Daddy has standards.
<laughs> so, next time, I promise you, I will finally be sitting down and editing the shit out of the murder by death interview that I did with listener Trey Dean and Doug Shapiro that I did back in July. It's just been proving difficult because while it's hot and I'm still working on Bradford's shitty computer because mine is still broken, well, that kind of, you know, uh, 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 laser point editing and this clunky old thing don't get along. Every time I add or take something out, it takes 30 seconds to a minute for me to be able to do anything else again. And it's just been tedious. And hopefully when things cool down, if they cool down weather-wise, I'll be able to proceed with that in a normal fashion. But, so I'm promising you that right now. But as you all know, Scream Queen's rule number one. A queen has the right to change his mind. And after that, later in the month, I'm going to be looking at the 80s movie American Gothic. Not the TV series. The 80s movie with Yvonne DiCarlo with a special new guest who I'm very excited to be working with. Who is it? Who is it? Not telling you. I'll tell you later. You'll find out when he's on. Anyway, that's going to wrap this puppy up for another show. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, the Scream Queen's code. Fight or flight, survive the night, make it through the final reel, girl. Word. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>